Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian, and I'm here with some awesome gay and geeky podcastery. Just made that up, I think. It's a new word. Put it in the dictionary. Uh, if you have never listened to our show, this is our first full cast show of 2017. We are a gay and geeky podcast. We do anything and everything gay and geeky, from drag queens to superheroes. And we're so glad you're listening to us, and we hope you will check out all of our content going way back six years as of April. Can you believe that, Oral? Oh, Jesus. Jared, can you believe this? The three of us, Eric and Joshua, no longer uh, here, uh, started this six years ago. Oh, my God. Over 100 and change episodes. So, yeah. 141. This is episode 142. My God, I didn't know it was that bad. You're welcome. We should have a celebration. 42. We could, actually. At 150. Such an arbitrary number. No, let's do it at like 147. I like that. All right, so we're going to go around the horn, introduce everybody, and say a little bit about who they are and what they are. I am your fearless leader, Brian. I am bearish. I am a curler. And uh, my partner, Pat, and I have been doing this thing for a while now, trying to make it better and better, doing marathon episodes and putting out great geeky content content for the nerdy show so that's me uh bj hi i'm bj um entomologist and i'm brown <laughs> and yeah so that's kind of what i do some um, may call you high yella high yella um i prefer dolce de leche mm-hmm. um that, it's classy. It's classy. yeah yeah and i'm not classy but um <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of my thing. That's BJ, and then Jeff there. Hi guys, Jeff. Uh, let's see, I'm a cancer. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Um, I I do actually. At night. I'm a Floridian. Who doesn't like a long walk on the beach? Really? Uh, for radio, that was me holding yes. my hand up. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, let's see. I, I'm a soci- I'm a cybersecurity enthusiast. I wouldn't call myself an expert just yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, I like to run. 
and I'm not gay, but I, I would say I'm gay adjacent. That's true. You're an honorary gay. Yes. Adjacent? I also have coined the term flaming heterosexual. That's that's you. So that's trademarked. If you use it, I'll, I'll sue you. Jeff Sorry. is my brother, and yes, he is always... People were surprised to find out I was gay. They were less surprised to find out. Well, actually, they were more surprised to find out you weren't gay. Wow. I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> uh, next, we have Oral. Hi. I write about comic books for a website called scifipulse.net. I also sling comic books for a living, and I totally do other podcasts where I talk to drag queens. Which is called what? Actually. Spandex. <laughs> but I still like to call it All Queens and Me. If we ever do, like, you know, the subtitle next, we should, we'll do that. We'll do that. Thank you. And then we have Jared. Hi, I'm Jared. I'm a designer illustrator, and uh, uh, what was it? I guess I'm a daddy. I guess, but not really. Proto daddy. Proto daddy. There we go. Yeah. Nouveau yeah. daddy. Yeah. Nouveau. I mean, you've been called like it. I'm sure. So. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Yeah. That's really it's almost classy. as good as Dolce de Leche. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So and no then, question. and then, last but certainly not least, Pat. What's up? I am your resident talking bearskin rug. I am your producer, talent booker, interviewer. Man about town. Man about town. Audio editor, website producer, editor, bomb, photographer, bomb. photographer, voice of videographer. God. Yeah, I, I, I do it all around here. Producer, producer. That's 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 executive the, the, producer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Sass machine. Uh, Sass machine for sure. And <laughs> I also run a uh, an entertainment company called Barriers in the City, where I host uh, karaoke or karaoke here in town. Uh, run game nights, do photography, and. Um, Quite possibly may soon be a uh, pseudo assistant to a Rue girl. Oh, we'll just mm. leave that be for right now, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to put it out there in the universe for it to be true. Mm-hmm. So yes, Pat is the entirety of Flame On. I uh, am very grateful that he does all yep. the stuff that I have no time or energy to do. And I hear that you're a phenomenal boss for your <laughs> entertainment company. <laughs> I don't I've know. The reviews are mixed. I've been sold. <laughs> I've been. I've been told uh, both of those. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 he's also. I. You're That's my partner of over four years. Just over four years. Your lover. <laughs> wow. wow. He Some like people that. hate the word boys. He doesn't like that word. <laughs> I hate the word lover. Uh, no, no. What about, lover. Lover. what about with an He's A-H? No. It's the A-H at the end. No. It makes a difference. It's not <laughs> a hard R. I, it's not a hard R. I love Tom Goss to death, and the video is, is actually really adorable, but he has a song called Lover where he says it like 47 times in four minutes, and I'm just like, my eyes started to twitch. I'm like, it's a pretty song. I, I think my head's going to explode. Breaks out into a cold sweat. Yeah, it's, it's, lover is my moist. So Moist lover? Moist oh. lover. Your lovers are moist. Oh, I am, I am are you a bit damp? Do you, need to get, do you need changing? Focus. Wow. Uh, so we're going to talk about movies. Usually we kind of go in a sort of fixed format. We're going to jump around a little bit if we get excited and want to do that. But uh, it's been a while since we did a full cast recording. We do those every other episode, and then the episodes in between are usually deeper dives on a single topic or a drag as a new spandex if that is required or other great exciting content and in interviews. So we have not met as a full cast since Moana came out. Mm. And I felt like, especially after last night's I'm not, I'm not, I'm karaoke. not ever seeing that movie. You haven't Fuck seen it. Fuck Moana. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. See, that's how I felt about Frozen. And I'm I kind of feel like now I, I missed out. Seen Frozen because oh my I will God. say, we saw Moana back ooh, about over a month ago, Pat and I. Sure. and With Eric. Yeah. With Eric. And it was 
delightful. Very good. Probably one of my favorite now Disney films. I heard that it's great, and it's nothing against the cast and the story. It's that when you heard when you hear the songs requested over and over and over and over and over and over again, when you hear Shiny for the sixth time oh in an hour and a half, there's just only so much you can take. Oh. So you're not happy as a clam? soul. Rot <laughs> in hell. It was cute, but can I just say, I feel bad for the pig. The pig should have been the star. Yeah. And that bitch got left behind on the island. She took the damn fucked up chicken. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Voiced by Alan Tudyk, of all people. Yep. <laughs> Quote, unquote, voiced by. Yeah, I know. Sounds by. Sounds by. So he gets around too. He really does. So if you haven't seen Moana, you probably have seen at least little bits and bobs of it. It's uh, Polynesian. It's not Hawaiian. It's not any of the specific island cultures, but sort of a blending of all of them in this sort of mythical Polynesia. We did our best. <laughs> we I'm talking about Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's good. The white people. They did their best. Yeah, we got some <laughs> Samoan in there. We, we got some. Uh, just because of... the rock is there doesn't mean they added Samoan. That's close. They enough. just put a Samoan in it. <laughs> the my my favorite it's a Maori with the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever. My favorite thing is looking at pictures of all the animators and writers and everything going to Hawaii to learn about stuff for the movie and it's just nothing but like old white men and I'm just like Oh boy, can't wait for this <laughs> this train ride. Pat just tried the birthday cake candy cane. It's not there's it's nothing. interesting. I'm yeah. sorry. It's pressed candy flavor. Is so it like those candy. nasty cotton candy grapes? <sighs> yes. Yes. You just got frostbitten once. So focus. I will say I have talked to at least one part Native Hawaiian <laughs> about this movie because I was curious from their perspective. And they actually said that it got a lot of the mythology that's celebrating Polynesia correct. And they enjoyed it better than Lilo and Stitch which up until now was the only other movie that had anything to do with their culture. And you know what so, be great? You're going to see Moana crap all through the Polynesian Resort at Disney. <laughs> and they're just going to call it whatever the island that Moana's from. So supposedly Disney was going to come out with Moana Halloween costumes. Oh, boy, yeah. And mm. they, like, put some up for pre-order, and they were pretty much just, like, They blackface. were racist. They were skin suits. Super blackface. Not brown the, blackface, but brown body. Brown it body. was very awkward, hmm. very very, and I was like, mm. "Oh, brown." And they body. pulled them, so <laughs> they at least tried to stop that. At I the mean, head. yeah, it's uh, I don't know. So let's talk about the movie. The movie uh, has it's very strong female character. What is the movie about? It is about reclaiming the life force or or bringing back the thing that kind of destroyed the life force of the Polynesian. Uh, world or she's going to slay the dragon and bring back the elixir yes it's about moana and moana is the main character and she goes with uh what's the rock's character maui maui of course uh and maui is this demigod mythical you know legendary but also real who was selfish and tried to steal this life force that was like the gem of the ocean the heart the heart heart. of tefiti and uh then lost it and lost his powers and got marooned and so she has to go find him so that she can get the jewel, which she has, back to the island of Tafiti to reclaim the uh, the whole heart of the ocean and hmm. basically bring the society. Cause it's just not Titanic. I keep it's saying heart, the heart of the, of the ocean. ocean. <laughs> Damn it. The jewel of the, the, jewel yeah. of the Nile. No, the heart <laughs> of the ocean. Damn it. 
I love dealing with them now. Okay, so, so her her people are dying. They're like, not the islands. The whole island yeah. civilization that they have is sort of collapsing because of the, the ecosystem. The U.S. Army to find fish. U.S. Army showed up, started putting a military base in. Basically, that spam. Sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's a fun adventure. Uh, the Rock as Maui is suitably entertaining and obnoxious. The grandmother is the most badass character. The grandmother is absolutely really awesome. Absolutely hilarious. Dancing by the ocean, yeah. playing with the ocean. Yeah. If you have a like weird grandmother, go see this movie. <laughs> She's the quote-unquote crazy woman of the, the village. That's yep. right. Yes, that was directly from the movie. Yep. And then um, musically, it was made by some of the same musicians who did, I believe... Uh, way back, Aladdin, Little um, Mermaid, yep, Little Mermaid, oh, wow. and the um, but they brought in Lin Manuel Miranda, who is recently of Hamilton fame, to punch in and sort of make it a little more Hamiltonian or Lin Manuel Mirandian. Which punch up the lyrics, Mirandian? lyrics a bit. He music. was a big um, Little Mermaid fan, so the whole shiny number was kind of his little tribute and retribution for Sebastian. Yes. Oh. And yeah. if you stick around for the movie at the end credits, there is a brief little nod to that, too. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's delightful. The music is great. I admit, if I, again, it's like Frozen. If I had not... See, I didn't see Frozen, and I heard this damn song a hundred times, mm-hmm. and I would be sick of it, and I wouldn't want to see it. Unfortunately, Oral's now suffering from that. Yeah, I made the mistake of seeing Frozen in the theaters back before it became a big success. And oh, it was no. just like, it's oh. the next Disney movie, but I've heard it's good. I'll go see it. But you enjoyed it then, right? Yeah. And then the f- prevailing summer months that followed. The fallout. Yeah. By the end of the following year was just you so. You gotta let it go. You have to. You have to let it go. Otherwise, you're gonna be called Adele Nazim by <laughs> John Travolta. You, you mentioned that. Th- that was the one gripe I had about this movie is that it was too self-aware. It Very. knew that it was a Disney movie, yeah. like four or five times, and that's when it took me out of the movie. Moana or Moana. Frozen? Yeah, yeah, because there is a part where he, where he looks at her and he's just like, "If you start singing, I'm gonna throw up." And it, <laughs> it's like, <sighs> see, we're gonna talk about something else later that kind of does that too, and. It depends on if I like the material enough. If I do, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I hate it. Yeah. It drives me crazy. So yeah. I also like the fact that um, there were no like um, um, she's a strong, independent uh, female character, right. and that there's no like man to you know for her to you know in other Disney movies. Oh, I need this man to help me, or right. she's just totally independent. And and Maui's kind of a, f- a foil to that for a lot. Yeah. Of, like he literally picks her up and just throws her away. There's, like, nope, I don't want no, you here. Uh, there's no romantic male lead. Yeah. yeah. And so you like that or you don't like that? I like that. Okay, I love good. That, yeah. yeah, as I say, that's that's a that's a plus. I think. Yeah. You don't always have to have that. And I think they had. There was a moment probably when they were writing this where they may have thought, oh, we're gonna make Maui that, mm-hmm. and they rightfully chose to not do that. So. Well, that'd be kind of creepy because Maui's a uh, how old. Thousand Asian demigod, thousand years. Listen, some like fourteen hey, year old. Now he gets around. Just a number. Listen, oh. Oh. Mm. he's always mm. says he's the proto daddy. Nuvo. There we go. Uh, Nuvo daddy. daddy. There we go. Nuvo daddy. That's oh, because I'm dating somebody older than me. Oh, oh. oh. oh now you're the little pup. Am I? <laughs> yes. I don't know about that. Uh, oh. <laughs> all right. So uh, overall, I think we all enjoyed it. And oral someday, maybe we'll see. Nope. It once the music ain't doing has been it. Excise from. His I needed. Head. To, I need to stand my ground out of spite. We'll have to trick him into it. Can I? Can I segue into into our next movie conversation based off of our conversation of Moana? Sure. Because when we went and saw Moana with Eric, there was a a uh, trailer, a preview 
that hit me very hard. Actually, actually brought a tear to my eye while I was watching the preview, and I instantly turned to Brian and Eric and said, um, I need to see this. And we just went yesterday to see it. Brian, what movie did we see? Oh, you're talking about Hidden Fences? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oral, did you see uh, Hidden Fences? No, because that movie doesn't exist. <laughs> there's a movie called Fences, and then there's a movie called Hidden Figures. <laughs> you d- don't say. <laughs> One has Octavia Spencer and Denzel Washington. And what about Hidden Figures? Oh, yeah, Taraji. Hidden Figures. That's right, that's Taraji right. Taraji P. Henson. No, Octavia Spencer, Taraji, and, and Janelle, Janelle Monet are in Hidden Figures. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen either movie. And then Denzel Washington is with Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. Viola Davis. Yes. Yeah. From yeah. an August yes. and Burroughs uh, play, I think. Well, yeah, and, and Benson, they yeah. played yeah. the same roles on Broadway for like 100 shows or something like that. Oh, okay, uh-huh. I didn't realize yeah, that. And then they did the okay. movie. Okay, so we're talking about Hidden Figures, and I had to do this because, of course, it's been a thing... The Golden Globes, is that when a lot of yep. white yep. people were Brian doesn't want to troll online. He wants to troll on the podcast. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Come on. Actually, I'll be honest. This was Pat's idea It was yesterday. my idea after seeing uh, uh, Pharrell Williams' soul leave his body on the, the red <laughs> carpet of the Golden Globes <laughs> when he was at, when he was like, when he was being talked to on the red carpet by uh, a, a white blonde lady. I don't know who it was. Um, Megan <laughs> Kelly. No, no, <laughs> and uh, she said, Kellyanne Conway. "So you're, so you're uh, nominated for Hidden Fences," and he just kind of turns, <laughs> and you just see, you just see him die inside a little bit, and it was quite honestly the funniest five seconds of anything I've seen since the election. It's pretty good. So Hidden Figures, um, I was certainly sold on this movie when I heard Janelle Monae talk about it at Moogfest, <laughs> and that she was part of this production to make these amazing pioneers of computer science and engineering at NASA in the 60s to tell their story. And, I mean, when he mentions, I'm like, yeah, of course we're going to see this. And, I mean, it was an amazing film. It was such an important and powerful story that I'm so glad it's out. I'm glad that it's getting some attention and notoriety during Oscar season. I don't know if it's going to actually get a nomination, but I, I, I really hope so and think so. Um, and I actually loved it so much. I, I'm teaching at UCF right now, and they have some st- some of the stuff about computing, you know, going from like the old like human computers mm-hmm. in the room to a punch card system. And I kind of alluded to that in one of my lectures. So I actually sent a thing out to my students. I said, "You guys got to go see this." So I mean, like, it's something I hope everyone has a chance just to sit down and watch because I think a lot of people just don't realize well, what happened. Even from the forget the subject matter, every single white person. Needs to see this movie. I have seen this movie. Good. All right. So we're we're <laughs> we are one by one white people actually going to see this movie. I love that they were. I loved being around black women. Yes. In this movie, oh. though. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. It was. It was there were times when you were like, mm, mm, yeah. yes. I think they enjoyed uh, your reaction to one point. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They probably were chuckling a little bit <laughs> because there are uh, some moments where. Not only do you get confronted face to face with what none of us were alive for. But we've heard about, which is that terrible, terrible segregation mm-hmm. of coloreds, which is what they, the word they use. And just how absolutely absurd it is. Of course. Yeah. And, and then there's moments where that, that segregation is, is knocked down mm-hmm. for good, I mean, obviously for good reason, but like powerfully. And mm-hmm. there are speeches some of the characters make, little monologue. I mean, it's, it's just so good and so powerful that, again, I think every, you're right. Everyone should see it. I this know. weekend of all weekends, we're recording during Martin Luther King uh, uh, weekend. Like, you got to go see this movie. I still like Kevin Costner's line. 
here at NASA, we all pee the same color. <laughs> that was good. And Costner is in it. I mean, he hasn't had a really great role in a while, I think. And this one's pretty good for him. It's very appropriate. Uh, grizzled white uh, engineering type or whatever. He's the new Ed Harris. Yeah, he is kind of growing into that. Um, Janelle Monet was fantastic. And I've never seen her in a movie. I've heard She's her. She's in Moonlight. Oh, yeah. She, I have to see Moonlight. Okay. Which I've also heard is. Fantastic. I need yeah, to see that, too. Um, but, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I just they, no idea. They all did. It, it, when Darcel had brought this up in the, uh, the dressing room last weekend, she had said that she thought it could have done more to tackle the racism piece. And, I, it, and it probably does. It probably could, I should say. The thing is, I, I can't speak to that because it's not part of what has affected me. But at the same point, I think to take steps towards being able to have mainstream media that directly impacts that or puts that in front of an audience, I think, it, I think whether or not it could have done more, I think it did a great job bringing it to that attention and making that be a, 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 a subject that you could sit there and be like, I can't fucking believe that the country I live in 50 years ago. This isn't 100, 200 years ago. This is 55 years ago. It's, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, and it's, it, I was very happy to see it. It brought me to tears oh, yeah. a lot. There were a lot of points in time. Um, some, some for good stuff, like the, the, uh, the proposal. Like, I, I, I just got swept up in that. But, like, the, when Catherine does her speech in the middle, when she's questioned as to why she's gone so much and, she gives that impassioned speech. It just it it just rips at your heart to think that, you know, that this this has happened, and then to think about the fact that th- there are people out there that want this to happen again to more people. It just it, it, it's it's extremely powerful. So I just read a thing that uh, Octavia Spencer actually bought out a theater uh, Friday eight o'clock showing of the movie for lower income families that couldn't afford to go. Oh, which is really cool. I love her. Um. Yeah, she was great. I, I didn't. So I think I had heard about um, Janelle Monet's character for being like the first engineer from that mm-hmm. uh, that that state and that program. I did not know about the main character. Uh, and I think she was the one recognized by Obama mm-hmm. uh, during mm-hmm. that White House ceremony, which is really cool. Um, Catherine Goebel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Catherine Goebel. I'm sorry. Catherine Johnson. Nay Goebel. Um, but the, I mean, again, I'm I'm from a computer science background. It really was cool for me to see that the NASA computing lab in in Goddard or in Langley, good old Fortran, yeah, with Fortran, mm-hmm. right? But I mean that they were so in- instrumental because I had known about the human computing, but I didn't realize they had then become like the experts in the programming of those computers. And mm-hmm. like that's a moment when they absolutely could have all just been out of a job if it mm-hmm. weren't for that that person and how she transform that whole lab into pro i mean that that was to me really neat so i mean the whole thing is good um in terms of just like craft i think the script could have probably been like a little more polished because i i I don't know about what darcel said i don't disagree agree really i just don't know but there were some moments where it felt very engineered to get you to feel a certain way Mm -hmm. like and there were certain characters like uh what's his name uh from John, john glenn no, no, John Glenn was fine. Although I kept thinking he was Chris Evans' younger brother. No, it's the guy from Scream, uh, Scream Queens. Oh, is that who that was? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, um, Sheldon. Oh, Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. I thought his character was very caricature, and and same thing with um, 
Oh man, it's a Reese Witherspoon. White girl, yeah. No, it wasn't Reese. It was uh, uh, from uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. I am not saying that there are not racist white people in that era. I think most of them probably were, but they just felt very kind of like, oh, they're going to have a change of heart by the end. Yeah. And sure enough, you so watched. They felt very two-dimensional, right? Yeah. Okay. And and whereas um, Coster's <laughs> character just kind of seemed a little more like introverted and sort of like not introverted, but just sort of like a soft burn inside, and you mm. you could believe that. No, that's stupid. Why would we do this? Of course, mm. we're going to do what we got to do to make our people's lives better. Who cares what their color is? I mean, that well, that's a believable because for reaction. his character, kind of, his character didn't ha- didn't interact with having that that racism. It it's there because that was the world as it was. But Kevin Costner's character just kind of was he didn't he didn't have those Jim Parson, uh, Taraji P Henson interactions where it was very where it felt very forced. It was just kind of a matter of he came into a, a, a conversation where it was like, this just isn't logical. Yeah. Why? And then... Which is a very, to me, coming as an engineer to this... Like, in my experience, that's what you'll see more often than the overt racist or overt, no, I'm I'm the person. I'm like Jim Parsons. Like, I'm the one with the clearance. You can't be there. You can't have your name on the report. So, But, I mean, overall, it doesn't matter because the story is important and the acting... The acting was phenomenal, and that's where I think this deserves all of the acclaim. So, so yeah, go see Hidden Figures if you have not. I have not seen Fences. I'm curious about that, especially now that I realize that they're the same cast. Because I mean, I heard good things about it. Um, we of course did talk about Rogue One already. If you didn't hear it, it's in the stream, uh, the podcast feed immediately before this. Next. Yeah, we don't have to. We're not going to go back into it, but I did want to at least mention that it's out there, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it at length. All right. So, um, any other movies that we want to mention? I know Passengers and uh, Underworld uh, movie and uh, Sing. Uh, yeah, none of those are great. Um, I'm glad to see that uh, the movies that we liked are doing pretty well, so that's good. Uh, move on to television. So, television, you know, is, is heating up. We have a lot of uh, new shows coming on for the spring season. We have a lot of, like, internet-based shows coming up. We have a lot of shows coming back from their fall break. Um, so, I'm going to start with one that actually is – very important to uh, at least me from way back um, because I'm in love with the book series. And we actually, uh, I think, well, it just came out Friday. So we have only, few of us have probably seen a little bit of it. Has anybody, you guys watched Lemony Snicket yet? No? I'm, I'm like four episodes in. Okay, that's about where we're at. I'm one episode in. Oral. I barely know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I just, I've no, no, never, right. never had the desire to read the books or see the movie or watch the series. The movie, I, I actually love the movie, and I was kind of hesitant to accept that they were going to make a, a, a Netflix show because I was like, the movie is pretty good. Where I feel now, though, is, and from what I've read, this is what the movie should have been. Yeah. Because originally, the people involved in the movie, uh, the writer, Daniel Handler, who does Lemony Snicket, and who basically, you know, he's the sort of voice of Lemony Snicket, and Barry Sonnenfeld was supposed to direct the movie. Both people did not end up finishing the product. So the movie came out with Handler being fired after he tried to get the script right, uh, and then Sonnefeld pulled out for whatever reason. So they brought both of them back. So uh, Handler is the main show writer, and he wrote the books. And then um, Sonnefeld is... And Neil Patrick Harris is actually a producer on the show. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is a lot of things on the show. He is (laughs) one of the main characters. He's Count Olaf. He is a producer, executive producer. I'm sure... He helped push this product along a lot. He's a theme song singer. <laughs> he wrote, oh, God, well, He yeah. performed the theme song for sure. I don't know who wrote it. i got to still find that out. 
Um, so needless to say, he really likes Lemony Snicket. Well, and yeah, and I think he sees in it something that is, it's unique among young adult literature because it actually is not, it's kind of like Golden Compass. It's subversive without being like totally just dark and awful. Like not awful, but like it's, it's, it's subtle. It's really subtle. It's I was dark gonna, and charming. Yeah. Dark and charming. That's, yeah. that's the best way to describe it. It takes, it takes some hard lefts. Yes. Like occasionally, just to remind you that, like, no, this is terrible. Like, this is not called a series of some good, some bad events. This is a series of unfortunate events. These nothing, nothing good happens to these kids over the course of the story. But it also paints a moral story that isn't your traditional like might makes right and you know this and that. It's like no, if the good guys are bookworms and nerds, the bad guys are the ones who are anti-intellectual mm-hmm. and narcissistic. And uh, they present puzzles and cryptic things. And so if you like Gravity Falls, if you like uh, Twin Peaks or X-Files, it's got a little bit of that flavor. Visually, it looks like something like the Addams Family or Pushing Daisies. In fact, if they had had Brian Fuller do the show, I mean, it could have been even more, I think, remarkable in its sort of visual brilliance. I was waiting for you to find a way to shoehorn Pushing <laughs> Daisies. Listen, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Pushing Daisies. It's a great show. So... Uh, the only negative. Oh, oh, there's a couple more things I'll say. Uh, Patrick Warburton, Putty, Kronk from Beloved uh, uh, Emperor's New Thank Group. Thank you, Emperor's New Group. Brock Samson. He played the Tick in the live, the first attempt Once at a live a action time, Tick. Yes. Oh, that's yep. right. Uh, he is Lemony Snicket, and what I love about this compared to the movie is the movie Lemony Snicket's kind of there. It's Jude Law, but he's very, very sparing, and he's in his own little world. The books. Lemony Snicket is such an important presence as the narrator that you feel like he's there in the scene talking about everything. So the show actually puts him right in the scene. So it, it, it kind of takes a little getting used to. It's kind of weird sometimes, but it really works. And Patrick Warburton, this is like the driest thing I've ever seen him do, and it's, it's great. I heard, the, I heard the closest comparison was like a Carl Sagan in Cosmos kind of thing. He, he's in there talking about the scene around him, but it's, it's very much an outside of the scene. Nobody can see him. He's just... Recounting what's going on in the scene, yeah, and he'll even he'll even tell you the end of the episode yeah. in a couple of episodes. He'll just be like, "Yeah, this is gonna happen, and it's gonna suck." Or so I'm gonna go ahead and warn you now. Here's the here's the literary device that we are using. This is the thing I always <laughs> loved about the books. I read these books when I was in my twenties. I wasn't a kid reading these books so long ago. It was actually it was fifteen years. Oh, oh god, I was twenty five. Anyway, um, so young. So. They teach kids different words, and that is kind of an annoying thing, but it's actually kind of cool if you're young enough and you don't know these words. Not only do they define them, but they define them in snarky, fun ways. Um, And they also, in several key moments throughout the show, emphasize that kids usually have the right idea. The parents are the ones that are wrong for whatever reason. And so they kind of reiterate how hapless and useless the adults are in this world, but how marvelous and ingenious the kids are so that's a really cool positive lesson i think for kids to sort of feel empowered when they probably feel like they're very powerless in the world and and there's an episode about there's an episode about the difference between literally and figuratively oh my god and you have (laughs) characters just sitting in the background like no no that's wrong no that's figuratively and she's like i swear if he uses that word wrong one more time yeah, it's really good. It's a good lesson for today's people. Now I'm not gonna. I will say this: I've been reading the prequel books, which they're okay. They're not as I don't know. They're not as colorful as the the, the original books. Anyway, Lemony Snicket has a relationship with some of the characters, but mm-hmm. in the future from when the story is set. Uh, now the way they do the show, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, they make some changes. In fact, one of the big changes. Uh, well, I don't. We don't have to reveal it exactly, but it is pretty core to the story. But the actors they found to play part of this that. Again, our kind of uh, spoiler 
uh, are awesome in, the, in their own right. And I was very excited when you mentioned that oh, you yeah. saw them and then we saw them. So anyway, I don't want to say more because if you're a fan of the books and you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to surprise you. But when it's the best I feed too. It's, it's the usual Netflix presentation of here's the whole season. Go nuts. And it's only eight episodes. I thought it was like 13. I was like, oh, man, we're going to get because they basically take each book and do two episodes per book. OK, so we're only going to get four books this season. It's kind of it's it's That's, enough, but it's. I was a little concerned because I thought before the show launched it was going to be a thirteen episode season. I didn't think there were that many books in the whole series. There's thirteen. There's thirteen. So, okay, so there you go. So like, I was worried they were just going to burn through the whole yeah. series. But then I'm I'm glad they're spacing it out so it gives more of a chance for people to catch on and let the let the popularity build back up. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, the only thing I'll say is a is a negative. If you don't like Neil Patrick Harris. You're not going to like the show. It's a <laughs> lot of Neil Patrick Harris. Thank God I really do enjoy Neil Patrick Harris, and I think most people in general do, but I can see someone being like, oh, that's too much. Well, and this is the show is I was talking about earlier. They make the re- self-referential jokes. Yeah. One of them is like literally talking about how long-form television is easier to consume, and but this whole thing, and he's Rather looking right at the camera. Yeah, I would have said like, the same thing about Jim Carrey in the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. There, there are, are certain very moments of that where too. you gotta you got to pace yourself because – you could little Jim Carrey goes a long way, especially when he's playing a villain like Count Olaf. Yes, it's it's well, it's funny too because it, it I've heard people watch watch the show that hate Jim Carrey and they hate Neil Patrick Harris. But if you hate Jim Carrey more, you're gonna like Neil Patrick Harris in this role just because he does such a good job. So then it just gives you more reason to hate Jim Carrey. Yeah, I so, feel like there's so much more menace in Olaf's portrayal in this which is good because he is a menacing character i know he's fucking terrible but um anyway so it's a great show if you haven't checked it out you got you know plenty of times on netflix um we do want to make a reference to a callback to a show that oral had recommended way back called the good place yeah i yep. devoured That's that bad. shit i watched it? that in like a day you like same, it? same with us oh fuck yeah of course <laughs> come on it's it's very much in a similar kind of dry humor Pastel, Here it comes colorful. Daisies. <laughs> One might compare it to a show like Pushing Daisies. It's I don't so know. shirting good. It is. Can I tell you that is what I love the most about it? <laughs> I hate, despise, and there is even shows that I actually really like that do it, and I still hate it. I hate when scripted television uses bleeps. You're a fucking scripted television show. Bleep. Get around cursing, like get like I a reality show. Whatever it is, what it is. But you're scripted television. Why are you trying to be edgy and be like, I'm going to throw cursing in there, but we're going to beep it so that way you know that we're cursing. Uh, No. But the fact that she's in the good place and she's like, ah, fork. Wait, wait. Fork. Like that that made me so happy because it's (laughs) it's done that way, but it's so done. Like it, it, it works for what it is. And it just, yeah. You know, you know, I'm trying to say fork, right? I'm not saying fork. I'm saying fork. <laughs> it's such a brilliantly written show. And I know part of it's, I mean, the showrunner I wasn't familiar with, but Drew Goddard's one of the guys on it. Mm-hmm. Mm, figures, I mean, former Buffer, a Buffer, Buffy alumni, Lost alumni. I mean, the, he brings a, a good pedigree to it. But the acting is phenomenal. I love that it's a multicultural show. It doesn't have just a bunch of white people running around. I mean, that representation i feel like at least in this this is our mythical heaven is nice to see um the 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 one of the first few episodes when i was watching because i watch it with with mel so she's a big fan um that's my wife uh was the twist with the buddhist monk oh my god oh and then he's like he's actually just 
some gangbanger thug kid. Not even. He's just a punk kid. Dumb DJ punk from Jacksonville, Florida. So dumb. And they make fun of Florida a lot, which is kind of funny. Oh, my God. We're an easy target. We are. Everybody does it. But it's still funny and relevant. Yeah, John, I love John Liu. What else has he been in? Do you know? Because I I recognized him, but I didn't know what else I've seen him. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Kristen Bell, of course, from... um, Veronica Mars mm. and other things. She's got a nice dancing. Ted Danson. Dan Dan One of his best roles I've seen him in in forever. Have you, did you ever watch <laughs> Bored to Death? No, I heard he was good. In he that. was amazing. Fargo, in the second season, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just this is a great funny role for him. Um, I, I again, I recognize some of the other people, but I don't know what they've been in. There was the guy from um, Parks and Rec who plays like the leader of the bad he, place. He, he plays. He plays essentially plays a demon. I love him. Which, I absolutely. So here's the only thing, and we're going to spoil this just a tad. So the show is predicated on the fact we've already talked about this a little bit. That the, the Kristen Bell's character is in the wrong place, and not just her, but also the uh, Buddhist monk. But. I'm kind of shocked that they revealed that already because it felt like that would be sort of the engine for a lot of humor, a lot of story. And they like this straight up. Nope, we're going to deal with this now. And it's only eight episodes we, that we've got. Ten maybe. But it's yeah, it just recently came back. Oh, yeah. it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a new episode since we've watched. But I think we watched the first like ten episodes. So I was surprised that they just kind of and that they're dealing with that now. And so what I wonder is if they're going to at some point go to a maybe version of the bad place and explore that. Or, they describe it a lot. So. I mean, I know they've been like talking about it, but it just seems like, well, now that you've taken that out of the equation, how do you keep this going and making it interesting? Yeah, because that's something like, it seemed like the big driver. How long before you're caught? Basically, The bears have two mouths. The bears have two mouths. My favorite, though, is when they were when the bad place people were in the good place. And they were they're <laughs> trying to do this. They're they're buttering them up for for the negotiation. And they have the karaoke system out, yeah. And then the girls from the bad uh, from the bad place get up there, and their karaoke is uh, was it Nixon's, Nixon's speeches, Nixon's Watergate speeches. <laughs> like that's awesome. And Bad Janet, ba- I love Bad Janet. Oh my God, Janet is the best part of the show. I think her robot, de- the delivery she has for all of her little robot request stuff, and then her different personality progressions. Oh my God. She is so great. Um, and again, another actress I've seen. And I think a lot of them are just comedians that do like a lot of those kind mm-hmm. of comedy projects. I think I think this the show benefits from not hitting the same beats. Like we should deal with the fact that she's in the wrong place because, you know, what happens to, you know, the system? The system goes awry. Like we can't just have you know, two seasons of like wackiness ensues and nobody can pin down right. who, you know, who's Carmen. And it's just, I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's smart and it's it, It's very smart and it is surprising. So that's good. Uh, I want to throw in here one. Uh, well, let's stick with this. Emerald City. Now, I have not watched this. Anybody I haven't watch watched it yet? yet. I watched the first two thirds of the first episode. Oh, that didn't sound I good. I want to have sex with Wizard. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yo. What? Oh, I didn't Bearded, know. Bearded, long-haired Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep. Oh, I, I love do. Vincent. Oh, he he, he he made me want to be his mob wife in Daredevil, and Jeez. he is like the anti kingpin in here, the way he looks, because yeah. he doesn't look. He's look. He, he, they do the whole thing with him being the wizard, and he's supposed to be big and grand, you know, like in the movie, yeah, or in the books. But in this one, it's more of his presence. So he's got this big black hair flowing thing and then his big black beard. But then at the end of the first episode, he takes off his black hair wig and he's balding a little bit and he's a little bit skinny. And hmm. yeah, interesting. I don't know. I, I, I can see what they're doing. And I, I if I really had a, a passionate 
desire to watch an updated version of the Wizard of Oz, I would watch it more. I just don't care. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's Dorothy. She's a nurse at a hospital. And the thing that she gets sucked up in in a tornado is a police car because the police show up to her aunt or her, her aunt's I think it's her camper aunt, yeah. van or uh, RV. And then the, the German shepherd dog, the police dog that was stuck in the back of the car, that's Toto because Toto is the word for dog in Oz. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's... All right. Know. Well, I I don't know. It's getting a lot of mixed attention. Like some people there, seem to really enjoy it, and a lot of people are like, "No." Oh, they're they're trying great. to say it's like Wizard of Oz meets Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't because of the realism or the heard, hardcore. I've heard good and bad things. You're right. I've heard mixed things. But this show was supposed to come out like last season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was supposed so, to be a yeah. fall release. So they've had mm-hmm. some issues probably with it or scheduling. Um, has anybody watched the new Sherlock? No, this week or no? So they've the put two out. There's a third t- on tonight as we record on Sunday. Yeah, I'm caught up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you normally watch Sherlock? Yes. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. Because actually, there's some pretty big things you could spoil. Shit gets real this season. I will say that this has been a very strong season. Oh, I couldn't stand the second episode. Oh. Through the entire episode oh. until that last portion okay, of well, it. Okay, well, when it made... Yeah. Yeah, like, it's everything else just seemed like it was just... I'm pretty sure what's-his-name... Toby? Uh, ...had... He, that that was a grill, right? That wasn't; those aren't his natural teeth. I would be shocked if those were his teeth. I don't think those are his natural I teeth. Know, I don't know. Toby Jones, um, famous from uh, oh god, many things. The Captain uh, America, most Truman. recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, was, yeah. He's Arnim Zola in the Captain America played movies. Played Truman Capote in one version of the, he, one of his stories. He was in the Mist, the Stephen King movie who did he adaptation. Play in the Mist? He was the the guy who worked in the grocery store. Oh, you know, you know he's the, in this season, right? The little, no. the little guy okay. with the gun. Yes. Oh, basically, kind of plays a British Donald Trump. He does. Oh boy! And I think there a was media a mogul Donald Trump. There was a version of it where they played that up even more because I remember when they were shooting it and they had announced that he was going to be in it, and then they showed set pics. Oh, he's Donald Trump! He's Donald Trump! And it doesn't go full on like crazy like that. I mean, it does its own thing, but uh, it was sort of delightful in certain ways to see that played out. Um, but you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. What does Glenn Weldon call him? Vander uh, Snoot. <laughs> Fidgety widget, like it just you know, it's a great name. Um, Stephen Cumbersmog. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, oh god, what's his name? What, what's Watson? What Martin uh, Freeman. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Oh my god, sorry. Gor- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, they their relationship as Watson Holmes is put to such an intense test throughout the season of the three. So you get a very, I wouldn't say light arc. You get a very strong arc this season of those characters and their relationship being like really bent to the point of snapping. And so there's one more left. It's called The Final Problem, I think, which is actually a, I believe, I know it's a reference to one of the original s- stories, but it's a take on another thing that the Holmes mythology has, and they've never really a- directly addressed it. At least they didn't in the stories. They're doing a full theatrical release for this episode. Yeah, I mean. And, with and, bonus content. And there's a reveal, which, once you get to it, and you're like, Oh my God! And it ties it all together. It's it's good. It's really good. You From should, Masterpiece you sh- Theater. You should catch up. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I still haven't even seen the Victorian episode. <gasps> I'm oh, behind, that was good. I'm behind in everything. Was, I haven't even seen oh, the Doctor Who Christmas special. That you, that you can avoid. Uh, so yeah, you gotta see it. I just want to throw that in there. Now, some stuff that has not come back yet, but is coming back very soon. That we're excited about the Magicians season mm-hmm. two. I'm not excited about that. That that show was trash. Show's I, amazing. I don't know. 
It's I, amazing trash. I like it. So I'm I'm two books into the book series, and then I rewatched The Magicians on Netflix. If anybody's and you see it's wondering. trash. And well, it's trash, BJ. I like. I don't know. I like Quentin more in the show. I hate Quentin in the book. You're not supposed likeable. to like. Quentin, oh, okay, good. But I mean, Quentin's but, terrible. But I like him in the like. I like all the characters more in the show than I do in the book. The, but they're also not following the same trajectory that the books did in the show. No, no, yeah. no, no. Do you, you know the only person I've ever really cared for in the television series? You can guess. Is it Margo? No, no it's Ethan or uh, not Ethan. What's his name? Oh, um, Penny. No, no. no. <laughs> Even though he, Penny's hot, oh, Penny's stupid hot I used in the to, show. He's my fucking spirit animal. I loved him. I can't. Elliot. Elliot. Thank you. Oh, I like Elliot. Yeah, but uh, wait, Elliot in the book is very different too. I thought not really. Not really. No. Oh, I thought okay. Elliot. Elliot makes it to Fillory and gets his shit together, and and that's really cool. But like, they just <laughs> it's that show. You know, it's not fair because. Ten years ago, I would have eaten this show up. Mm-hmm. But after reading the books and being like obsessed with them in a short amount of time, and then seeing the magicians like come to television and seeing this kind of like chopped up, fried sort of thing, I will say that the, the pacing oral. of the show s- will always bother me. The pacing of that that season was yeah. super weird. It was very sexy time magic. <laughs> sexy time magic. Now, now oral. A, a few years ago, you championed a movie that came out called Guardians of the Galaxy. And we had a very strong discussion about people that were fans of the original source material having problems with the changes made in the movie. Yeah. Wouldn't you say it's the same that you might hold it to a higher standard for no. the TV show because of the books? Because, uh, look, with, with Guardians, I I appreciate Guardians for what it is. It still stands as one of my favorite Marvel movies. But, like, that Star-Lord isn't the Star-Lord that I, I grew up with. Right, you That's can not separate the Star-Lord. Them. Yeah, I've separated them. You can't separate but the TV show? No, because it's bad. <laughs> it's not there bad. There are certainly moments it's where the cheesy. TV show is not it's, great. It's, but it's cheesy. It's it's why I appreciated the Vampire Diaries in the first couple seasons, because they went so over the top. And this is before they start bringing back characters ad nauseum again and again and again. Sexy time <laughs> magic. They make her drink Come, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that wasn't in the book. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. It's no, that wasn't. Like, that wasn't. It, and like the, the frustrating part of it, uh, about it is that I'm still going to watch it <laughs> because <laughs> hate watching. Oh, so you can hate give, watching like, monologues of how awful it is. That's good. That yeah, works. I'm no. okay with that. Hate watch. That's why I watched Gotham for so long. I just oh, want to talk god. about it. Oh my god! I, so I just I see what the magicians does, and I don't even really blame the actors. Like it's oh, no. just. That story is just, like, just beat to hell. Hmm. It's just literally beat to hell. BJ, you're you're reading it now. You see it. Oh no, I no, I, see, I see exactly. I can see. I can pick out the things that you're talking about. I see exactly what you're talking about. And there's a trend in TV shows now that the hard. I I call, always call it the hard left, where you're watching it and you're like, okay, this is cool, and then it does something, and you're like. Did that really have to happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a bit rough. Like, mm-hmm. like I Zombie is very much that way too, where it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make some kitschy zombie jokes. It's pretty good, and then oh no, she ate the brain of a sociopath, and now she's literally gonna let her friend die. And you're like, oh god, I need to sit down for a minute. And it's and 
And the magicians, like the book builds to moments like that. The show just literally lets you have it in a jar. Jesus takes the wheel. Full of cum. And you're like. Drives you off the road. You know. Did. <laughs> and I, but I do love the fact that I had the same reaction as Margot, whereas I'm like, did she bogart the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just sipped it. Like, wow. you didn't have to drink all of it. Wow. <laughs> so, The and Expanse is also coming back. The Expanse Woo! is coming back, and that's going to be great. I, I think that's a better Game of Thrones in comparison in that it's that multi-characters yes. all over the place. It's, it's maybe eventually <laughs> converging into some big thing. It's what Battlestar Galactica in the first couple seasons was. Before it got all weird. I still like Battlestar. It still got weird by the end. I did get weird. But anyway, so that's coming back. I'm very excited about that. They're re-airing it now with Adam Savage doing some like behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. things. So that's pretty cool. If you like Mythbusters. Um, I don't know. What other shows? Oh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Uh, oh, God. Hard hard Archie. I am <laughs> hard Archie. I like that. Um, I know. I mean, we <laughs> talk to Dan Parent from time to time. He's very excited about it. I've heard other people who've seen bits and things, and they're like, Oh, what? yeah, it's going to be... Oh, it's going to be weird. Really? It's, it's yeah. going to be weird. I will not be able to look away, but I'm I'm literally just watching that just to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But, I mean, I trust the pedigree because uh, one of the Archie guys, Robert uh, Sakasha... Sakasha? Like, yeah, the hyphenated... I can never get his name right. I'm sorry. He's one of the writers for the show, and he's a big Archie writer and done a bunch of stuff. I mean, where's Sabrina? Where's Sabrina? She might be in the show. Give it time. Maybe by maybe by sweeps. You know what? I I was saying Josie in it. Josie's Josie's in it. it. Josie's in it. No, because the showrunner and writer uh, writes Afterlife with Archie and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Both have been played with like horrific, go down in history, like probably as almost as bad as All Star Batman level stuff. Mm -hmm. Of just here's an issue. The next issue will come out two months from now. Two months come now. Let's try six. Let's just cancel it. We'll tell you when it's coming back in the next, or like early of 2017. And we've just seen nothing because he's making TV money. And I completely yep. understand well, that. and Archie's <laughs> having issues too. It's not so, so what I would say is if you give me Sabrina, don't give me Sabrina and Archie. Give me like old school chilling adventures of Sabrina. Which is killer yeah because that's a phenomenal series i hear uh riverdale's good uh for for what it's trying to be but it's the cw and i don't really care about the cw because they took my secret circle (gasps) oh and you know i gotta say about that i don't know what it is if there's some kind of change in the format of the way i watch cw shows ever since they moved their stuff to their own app i'm less I, I, there's a laziness factor where I don't click on that and pull up the app to watch. So I, I'm, I have to like catch up on so many CW shows oh, really? I used to watch. Oh yeah, that were all just on Hulu, and I could just yeah, go yeah, through yeah. one. So you're not on. keeping up? Like Supernatural, I've fallen behind on Flash. Flash is the only one that I actually willingly make the attempt to watch because for yeah. whatever reason it's still fun enough. Like Arrow ceased to be fun last season. I heard it got better now, but I just don't want to go back. Legends of Tomorrow was good, it's, but it's I don't. Good. I don't go and watch it every week. Yeah. Like I'm not excited to see the next episode. It's Legends does Wentworth is... Mellow still talk oh. like this? Like he's gonna be drinking mint juleps <laughs> during the derby. I was waiting for the mint juleps at the derby. <laughs> so totally aside, did you see the Facebook thing going around where they want Leslie Jordan to be on SNL as uh, Jeff Sessions? <laughs> I did see that, actually. Right? Jared is making probably the best reaction face I've seen about this. <laughs> you can't hear him because his laugh is so high-pitched. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, <laughs> I want to see that. The dogs are going crazy. So, no, it, it, seriously. It, yes. Okay. Um, no, Wentworth Miller has been off the show for a while, though he did just start coming back around. In, like, little flashbacks. Though. And I think he's going to become a bigger place in the second half of the both. Girl, you ain't doing nothing. You better get them CW checks while you can. Well, he's on prison break. prison break. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Brought, oh. they brought Prison Break back. Oh, I forgot well, Prison Break back. Yeah, The it's Rogues about, are doing Prison start, Break. I think it's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they had they did an interview. They were like, the only reason why we're doing Prison Break is because we were both on Flash together. Yeah. That yeah. kind of reignited yeah. the idea. Which yep. I never really watched Prison affair? Break, but yeah, they're bro. Well, I would, I would they are brothers. I watch Prison Break. Right? In, in Prison Break, they're brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> if you like what you're hearing so far, you can find more of us on flameonshow.com. I don't know if you've been to our website, but Pat did a lovely job, and it's going to be getting a little bit of a tiny facelift soon. It'll get a facelift. <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer going to be the mongoloid oh, that living in the basement, <laughs> hidden from everybody. You'll actually get to see yes. what I look like. Which the mongoloid who was in the basement and now sitting at the table like he's people. Oh, it's so Still adorable. eating the fish I'm, heads, though. Still I eating the fish a, heads. I am a people's. You know, he he was in the he was in the the Bell Tower. lawn chair. Oh. Now he gets an actual chair at the table. Nobody he, else watches the middle. No, no, oh. right. nope. You can seventy five seasons later. Just saying. You can also <laughs> find us. All of our social media is linked from there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. All of them. That are one post on Instagram. Good job. I yeah. saw it. I was like, "Flame on show likes here, follows you." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I finally I opened up the app and just happened to go onto that that uh, that account and was like all these people had followed i was like and eh, follow 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 probably uh, should post something so flame on <laughs> podcast on twitter uh and we are actually looking to take questions again remember back years ago we tried to do this uh if um, you have nope sorry not you your fake news oh yeah no <laughs> fake news that's questions right, that's right. Uh, any I and all. We CNN. did love uh, dating advice. We've done geeky what? comic book uh, questions. Oh yeah, you didn't. No, I, I, you guys always. I always find out about this like at the recording. So it's like we have a Tumblr, but nobody wants to give me the login. Girl, there's 141 episodes in the feed. Go back and listen. Do your homework on the show. You are. I'll get you the what? Tumblr. Just hold on. Um, but no, so we are looking to get, so if you have a question, you can write it to us, send us an email. You can also send us an audio recording if you are so inclined to actually just speak into your phone and it actually sounds decent quality. And it's under 30 seconds. Send us a question via audio. We'll drop that in. Please and you are standing on one leg and rubbing your head while patting your belly. If that gives them good sound quality, they got to do whatever they got to do. Safer work, please. No, no, that's fine. We'll take whatever. Oh, we air, have an airing, airing safer work, please. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, we and have we, an explicit tag on our, yeah, we do on our feed. Tag, so fuck that. You shouldn't right, so. be listening at work without headphones on. <laughs> Penis. Do your work. Finally, I want to donate. I want to I want to I want to give a shout out to Ron, our fearless and faithful our listener, patron, our, our patron, s- our stalker, patron saint. He's not a stalker. Uh, gave us another generous donation. Ooh, we are going to do a Steven Universe uh, thing. Trust God me. God damn it. Happen. I told you I had watched some. Why won't you be happy with that, Ron? <laughs> Why are you going to make me watch more Steven Universe? I don't like it. I heard it was good. I've I'm got a B team all set up if y'all don't want to do it. We're going to do no, it. We're, we're going to do, do this. So <laughs> I'm going to force you... myself just for Estelle. Only for Estelle. That is the only reason I will sit down. That's fair. And I know hate the giant it. woman episode. I saw it. It was, I guess, cute. It's it's good. I like her song that she sang at the end of the first season, and she's a sweet person. So I will watch it for her. If you want to be like Ron and harass us and by giving us money and asking for content, <laughs> the best kind of uh, harassment. Yeah, right. I hate that kind of harassment. You can go to Patreon. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. .com slash nerdy show. It is for the entire network. However, you can earmark and say, I would like to give Flame on a couple bucks. Or you could just you put go. it in our PayPal account. We are your oh, painted whores. I mean, Patreon. Patreon. Yes, we Patreon. will be can I be private a bearded dances. whore? I'd rather be a bearded whore. You can be a bearded whore. That's fair. Gigolo? Okay. No, they don't like that term. Sex worker. Whatever you want. It's fine. Just as long as it's bearded. All Sexual right. entrepreneur. So, please talk to us on social media. It's always good to hear from our listeners. We love. We really do love hearing from you guys. Um, video, video games. Video games. Video. I want to start with Switch because I'm pissed off. Here Aww. we go. <laughs> I'm pissed <laughs> off. Here we go. I did not get a goddamn pre-order in. Oh, no, wait, okay. oh, hang, okay. on. hang on. Census. Who here got a pre-order? Just you? Damn right. Who here cares? Party it? Just yeah. me. Just I it. care. We care because we want to play Zelda. I That's the only it. reason. I don't care about the pre-order. It is what right. it no, is. Right, no, no, no. We just want to play Zelda when it comes out. Okay. That's all we're... That's my, my set. To avoid so, spoilers? No, because I yes. want to play Zelda. I just want to play Zelda. Oh, I want to. I want to play Sonic Adventure. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Mario Odyssey now. And, uh, oh. and Sonic is called Sonic Mania, and it's back to 2D. Oh. oh, yeah. So the Switch announcement: it's 2.99. Comes out March 3rd. March 3rd. 3.3. Think yeah. 3.3. If you didn't get a pre-order in, guess what? You're out of luck at least for now. Although I'm sure there will be more available. I, I remember, I worked at Best Buy during the Wii launch. And only because Brian and I both sat outside of a retail store for overnight Target. and got ourselves a Wii was the only reason why we had it for like, I think the Wiis were hard to get for like the next six months because Nintendo didn't expect it to be a big hit. And, uh, they didn't. False scarcity is what that is. I, well, mm. they tried to do the same NES thing with the Wii U. mini console or whatever. And the Wii U, they're now stuck with a large quantity. Yeah. When they don't think it's mm. going to sell great or they don't. Because they don't pay attention I mean, to the tracking. If it comes for the down interest. to it, I will buy Zelda for the Wii U, and then buy it again for the fucking Switch if we had to. The look on Pat's face Man. is wonderful. What? I want to play it. He's got fart face. <laughs> wow. So Girl, you got two new systems. I know. Right? You can play Zelda. those games. They don't have Zelda. I know they don't, and I want a Switch. goddammit. it! But still, <laughs> you can keep playing Brotastic Final Fantasy until I invented a we new recipe, a bro. <laughs> OMG! I've got it! So I want to ride a chocobo, chocobo, That's the only thing that amused him in this damn game. So let's uh, bitch about Final Fantasy XV for a second. What? Wait, you no, know, focus about the, the... Done with the Switch? Are we done with the Switch? Well, what else? Well, everyone's freaking out because the accessories to it mm-hmm. are an arm and a leg. Yes. And everyone's like, I can't believe this. Like that, like that dock costs like ninety dollars, and then like I the, can believe it. The controllers, the, yeah, the, the Joy Cons. Yeah, 
cost like 75 for another pair and people are like Actually, literally I think they're 80. Yeah, people are losing their well, shit. It's, it's 50 if you want to buy one or it's just 80 if you buy two. Yeah. Oh, they don't always come as a match pair? No. No, you can buy them individually if you oh, want. Different colors. And then yeah. there's gray and then there's neon red and neon blue depending mm-hmm. on which one you want. I don't give a fuck about jiggy, any jiggy, of that. Jiggy, jiggy. And they also I, have I know wrist gamers straps. are upset. Mm-hmm. I I figure that. They have a pro controller. Of course. Pro controller I think they said was like 60 or 70. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Nintendo. I, I was talking to somebody else about this. A few months after this... Oh, no. By, by holiday 2017, because they announced the new Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. It's going to come out by holiday 2017. By the yep. time that game comes out, there will be so many damn accessories yeah. for this thing. Sure. I already mm-hmm. saw a, a sticker uh, laminate that goes over your Switch, the bezel around the Switch. That's like a Zelda map theme. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yep. So they're already coming out with like covers for your Switch tablet well yeah. and the legend of zelda master edition has a sheikah stone carrying case it's right. got the it's got the coin it's the got sheikah coin it's got the master a has the statue with the master sword mm-hmm. of rebirth whatever the hell it's called um they also talked about the system comes with a 32 gig onboard little internal sd it's an yes. S, it's an sd something it's a mini sd or micro sd it's micro sd but it's not typical it's like sdxc or something like yeah, that yeah that's right because yeah. they're higher capacity yeah and if you download breath of the wild it's it takes half. up over half of your space less than yeah half. 32 gigs and the digital copy is 13 gigs yeah so that's nonsense that'll never happen but it's yeah. 32 gigs before you up you can upgrade this, it before the, no but before the system so right. it's it's like yeah. oh, it's yeah. like old school. It takes up its own space. It's like too. Samsung Android phones. Yeah. So when you get a 16 wow. gig phone and over eight gigs is your your operating system, it's the same thing. It's right. Yeah. Uh, there's a chunk of that, which which is why it's it's more than half because it's more than half of the remaining space on the uh, on the hard drive. See, and sure, like, that's why you just buy physical. Yeah, and yeah. people are like complaining because like that's really expensive. Like I thought this was going to be cheaper. This that, and the other. I'm like, w- you're never happy. You literally yeah. get to take your console wherever the fuck you want to go. And, the cheaper, and you're still bitching? The cheaper was 250 It was only $50 yeah. more than it was rumored to be. Right. Yeah, I just, yeah. it, it frustrates me because, you know, it came out and everyone freaked. And then we live in a world where we have limitations on what we can do with right. the technology that we can to give to, like, you know, the mass public. And people bitch about it. Yeah. And this is why we don't deserve things. This is why we don't deserve things. This is why we can't have anything nice. Yes. But we live in a world where people feel that they should express everything they feel. Outrage. Not that they, Outrage. Yeah. Not that they should. But yeah. they feel that they are obligated to tell you what is wrong with everything at mm. any given time. So it's, that's it's the internet. Everybody gets a microphone. Mansplaining. Mm. I, I eventually, my roommate wants a Nintendo Switch. So I know we'll be getting a Nintendo Switch. Um, so I'm excited. Whatever. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I just want to figure out how to get one in a reasonable it, amount of time. It's the first Nintendo system that I'm actually like, oh, I'm going and to get you do this. Do yeah. <laughs> oh, one, two, switch. Yeah. Just put that sound effect in. Oh, no, there's click. there's the new party game now, which it, apparently it, it tells, it's called one, two, switch. It just tells you what to do, uh-huh. and then it shows something in the background. You don't even need to look at the switch while you're playing it, so but like one of them is like, one person's holding one, like, milk a cow. And so you basically, because they have HD rumble now uh-huh. in these Joy-Cons. HD rumble. Because it's it's supposed to be as accurate as feeling, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, uh, uh, feeling ice clinking in a glass. If only we were Facebook living right now. <laughs> so jiggy jiggy. So basically both people are, like, milking the cow. So you're moving your fists in unison up and down, yeah. up you know and what? down. So you're doing the shake weight? 
Pretty much. Shake not even. Lower. Remember the the uh, Mario Party game where you shake the can of soda really quickly, <laughs> yeah. and then they open it, and whoever shoots the highest wins. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. a thing. That's a thing. Mm. Holy crap! It's one of the best games out there. You're really good at it. <laughs> all of you, you are playing with all of your friends. You're like, oh, it's oh filthy. shit, it's okay. Filthy. I've never. I've never seen a girl win at it. Oh. <laughs> I've never. They don't get as much practice. Oh, man. So uh, I do want to throw over back to Final Fantasy 15 because I want to bitch about it. Um, this I like Final it. Fantasy is an important series to me. I love it. It's one of my. I, I but I th- there was you were just raving about it. When? Earlier to me. Was I raving? Yes. Was I raving? I may have just started playing at that point. I don't remember. Uh, it's boring. It's a really boring game. And the only things that are fun are fishing and other little random side things. The story is awful. Like they took out all the meat of the backstory and made a separate movie, which if you haven't seen, you have no idea what the hell cuz they show little bits and little like like flashes of it, but it doesn't make sense outside the context of this other thing. And it's all about these fucking four douchebags that look douchey <laughs> and ride around in their douchemobile being douche holes. They I mean, are a J-pop band and this is a bachelor party. It basically is. No, it is. That's exactly it. And they're just all assholes that I don't like. And they're the only <laughs> female characters that are that are interesting. They're barely in it at all. And uh, I just I'm sorry. I just it's not a great Final Fantasy. I Have can... you seen Cup of Noodles yet? No. <laughs> What's that? Is that oh, a God? Have you have you played that mission? No. The... Oh Jesus! All right, so you gotta. We'll have to. You have to show me that later. Oh, to look it up. Jesus. Uh, but fishing has been fun. I will categorically say I am enjoying playing fishing on a video game. You I'm... haven't done that since Ocarina of Time. What are you? You enjoy the fishing mechanic? Maybe. Yes. I don't know anyone that enjoys that mechanic now in you do. any game. Now you do. Maybe what you're are the you? problem, Brian. I could be. What could be. are you? I like it so much that I actually want to go back to Final Fantasy XIV, which I love, and fish more because I enjoy the fishing. I heard it's been a lot of fun and like a roller coaster. Like I've heard a lot of people say it's been like their favorite Final Fantasy. They don't too. know where it will fall in like the long line of games. Uh-huh. Like if it really like holds up to other things. But I've heard this one in particular has been a lot of fun. The music has been lackluster. The <laughs> graphics are good. Like they're really pretty on the PS4, Xbox One. It- I, I do say the graphics are good. The gameplay, it's, it's Kingdom Hearts. If you like that dynamic of slashing and hitting and doing that's all that That's what fine. Square's going to anyway. They're yeah, not I mean, it's fine. But Real-time combat. Yeah, but I mean, and that doesn't bother me as much. And too bad they can't come out with Kingdom Hearts 3 in real time. No, nope. they keep pushing that shit back. They keep like pushing that shit back. All the knives just in my back right now. Because I love Final Fantasy 15. So, uh, uh, yeah, oh. I just... Mm. I absolutely lo- like... I'm glad you like it. I'm glad people are enjoying it more than I am. Because that's fine. I'm fine with that. Because the thing, the thing about Final Fantasy is, is that if there's a part of the story that I don't like, I can't. It's hard for me to detach from it. Just be like, all right, I'm gonna finish playing this game. Like I won't finish the game. Right. The thing, the thing I like about this game is that it makes you, if you want more story, then go out and watch. You know, watch the movie. There's a little five. There's a little five part anime series that's I think available on Hulu and all the other stuff. Like watch all of the extra content. If you're not particularly into the meatier parts of the story, then you just don't. Well, and that was one of the things I heard when the game launched is they're trying to simultaneously make this game for new Final Fantasy players and 
old school Final in Fantasy In the opening players. credits, I, they say, say, I don't know how you can tell that because it says it every time you start the game. Right. <laughs> First yeah. time in But then fans. the only real complaint I heard was the final third act of the the final third of the I'm game being the very linear and very confusing. Third, I think I'm in chapter four. Oh, yeah. I don't love it at all. Once you get to chapter eight, you're pretty much done with the game because it's just a roller coaster from that. But you, you right now, you are at the start of the roller coaster, and every everybody's whooping, and you are about to start the climb. But then, then comes the drop, and there's a slight loop. If you really want to get into that part of the story, yeah, I've heard basically you can go back and sort of a sort of dreamlike thing. Another Final Fantasy did this too. You can sort of relive memories, and they're not memories that you've actually played. They're just a chance to go back in the open world when you couldn't otherwise because yeah. the story. Ah. But you still get things out of it, but you fight differently. It's just weird. And then there's a part where it literally becomes a survival horror. Oh, and yeah, fun. Nobody is prepared for that. So. I don't know. Final Fantasy XIV is still my favorite Final Fantasy as of late. There is a new festival right now called Heaven's Turn. This is the season, like, you know, the Chinese New Year kind of the thing. The season of the wit. <laughs> this is the year. Does anybody know what year this is? Year of the cock. Exactly. Hey, that's my year. Of the cat? Is it? I mean, I'm a cock. So I'm a dragon as far as I remember, but. Um, I'm a pig. The, I am also a pig. Really? Yes. Uh, so much. They do play with the translation a lot, and instead of saying rooster, mm. they say cock, and mm. that's great because there's a lot of delightful, intentional double entendres mm-hmm. that are fabulous. That is wonderful. the quest itself sucks to, to get the like items for the festival, but when you get it, you get a samurai helmet with a chocobo right in the center, and it's that's kind of adorable. Adorable, it is. It is. So I want to mention oh, that because I love dang. Final Fantasy fourteen. Heaven's uh, turn is the festival coming up soon. I believe it is. Uh, Stormblood, Bloodstorm, Stormblood. So that's the new expansion, and it it's comes out this soon. summer. So I'm very excited about that. I have a bunch of uh, stuff I'll be talking about later about that uh, when right. it comes out. So other than that, Xbox cancels Scalebound. What the hell is Scalebound, and why do I care? Scalebound was a game from Platinum Games, people okay. that did Bayonetta and ah. Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Okay. They're known for over-the-top, crazy action games. Okay. This was one where you were paired, almost like Last Guardian, but instead of a dumb dog that doesn't listen to anything you say, it's a dragon. And you and your dragon fight big enemies. Oh, yep. I know this game. They canceled it? They canceled mm-hmm. it. Microsoft, they said it was come out since the cancellation was Platinum. Like The creator of the game was under such stress that he ended up having to take months off in development last year and then things between platinum and microsoft broke down enough to the point that microsoft said we're not happy where the game's at and we're just going to cancel the project that game looked like trash from the get-go i guess it i mean everything they ever showed from e3 were like polished you know slices so you'd never really know how much it was struggling because you'd only see a very select amount of the game i never thought it was like i'm just got to run out and buy that that looks it looked like any other game that would be coming out right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's canceled. That's but the problem was Microsoft has very few system exclusives and now they have one less. Okay. I wonder yeah. what the uh, connection or what the, the Sony decided I think to make a comment. They put out a press release saying, you know, we've got even more unannou- unannounced uh exclusives coming out. So stay tuned cuz Sony actually has a pretty good library of potential games coming out. Yeah. So all right. We'll see. Any other exciting gaming news, or shall we, shall we move on? Um, Moving on. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I mean, okay. uh, that Valve Insider basically all but confirming Half-Life 3 is never going to come out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. 
Aww. That was not ex- not unexpected. Aww. The reason why is, I guess, there's been so many attempts at trying to make it, and it's been everything from an RTS to a live, like a uh, an FMV interactive. Like, every idea you could think to make a game, somebody at Valve has started with Half-Life 3, and then either like with a two-person team or a 20-person team, and it just stalled. See, it's so weird because it's like... They did a good first and second game, and then those little, little oh, just chunks. give people Counter Strike and call it Half Life Three and just call it. But a day. I, I want to, I want the story to wrap up. I mean, write yeah. a good story for That's the ending and just do wants. a traditional engine. Just but Valve has no reason crazy. to do it. If anything, it's never going to be able to measure up to the hype around it. And That's if true. there's any kind of negative publicity, it would do nothing but hurt Valve. Yeah. Yep. Well, if Duke Nukem Forever finally can be made. I'm still holding out hope that they're going to eventually make this game. Foolish man. But look at what happened with Duke Nukem Forever. It was god-awful. I'm not saying it's going to be good, but I do trust Valve more than I trusted the people who made Duke Nukem Forever. So, All right, so let's move on to comics. Uh, so you've heard us talk about this on the show several times uh, over the last six months since we've known about it. Uh, the anthology that honors the pulse, victim, uh, pulse shooting victims called Love is Love has come out. Um, your local comic store might have gotten some. I know ours did. A comic shop had. Uh, they're probably all sold out now. Oh yeah, no, I was sold out that that day. Okay, and I because I pulled it for the allies and I pulled it for the homosexuals. If Thank you, you are you. yeah LGBTQIA, like I just I pulled it. I pulled it for you. I mean, and I appreciate that, even though what I, I pre-ordered on Amazon, and you can still get, they're on with their third printing, I think, now. Mm, it's, a, you, it's a mess right now, trying to get more, yeah. more copies. Um, but it is a lovely anthology. I mean, it. so if you guys don't know, of course, the Pulse shooting in here in Orlando, uh, Mark Andreco, who is a writer principally for DC, he's done some other stuff, famous for Manhunter, mm-hmm. uh, that character, Um did this, put this together with like a million people to uh, his, to credit, all contributing one or two page little vignettes, some splash pages, which are nice, some including one very nice one of uh, of our of our friend and unfortunate victim Drew uh, by Billy Tucci, which is really mm-hmm. really pretty and touching. Um, uh, but there's a lot of creators who contributed to this. I mean. I've always, as I've talked about this now in a couple different places, like I don't want to say one without saying all of them because there's so much talent represented here. But of course, that we know that you know we we're we're close with uh, Joshua Yale mm-hmm. uh, wrote a story for Austin James. Yeah, uh, another because he was from Orlando mm-hmm. as well. Part, yeah, right? he's not part of the. He was yeah. He, we knew him. Yeah, no. I yeah, he know came he to the store. And no, no, no. He's in L.A. right now. Um, did a really touching story, and as much as Drew is physically present. In Billy Tucci's page, uh, splash page, Drew is very uh, absently felt in Joshua's story, which is very appropriate, uh, given how close they were. So, I mean, I I can't speak highly enough. If you didn't get it, you can get it digitally, I'm sure. In fact, I think the digital version has a bunch of additional artwork that they, that they didn't fit into the printed version. But um, I'm holding my hand, and it's just it really is a beautiful piece. Um, I will tell you, brace yourself, because I read it in the dead of night. And bawled my eyes out. Oh my god! Um, in which yeah. you know, it, it was it was cathartic, and I didn't feel like it was like opening old wounds. Yeah, it's no. just some wounds never heal, and I, it was it was good to get in touch with those emotions that we've kind of like either walled off or distanced ourselves from. And yeah. it came out 
over six months after the event itself, mm-hmm. when we had had all in Orlando and elsewhere, all the vigils and all the really raw emotional moments right afterwards, it had enough time to come out or, well, they needed time to make it. But then it, you kind of got a little taste and a little you, it brought you back to those moments, if you will, but in a way that sort of also moves it forward and kind of is more optimistic. It's not a bunch of stories about people, unfortunately, being killed as much as it is people standing up to oppression and I think it is even more important now in 2017, uh, as our new president is about to be inaugurated, uh, in this sort of worrying time of what is it going to be like under his administration. And yes. there's a lot of optimism and a lot of fight back, sort of you know, be be ready, be vigilant, take care of each other, you know, all that good stuff. So it's, I mean, there's just uh, so many so many nice pieces in there that I, I really highly recommend you check it out the other cool thing is all the money goes towards a good charity that actually for us in florida is really good it's equality florida which is our state-based lgbt advocacy group so they've done a lot of great work helped bring marriage to florida before it was nationally available and mm-hmm. and uh, adoption rights as well so again thanks thank you to mark andreco because i mean i know he was very upset by pulse and you know, moved to take on this beast of an effort to get this to, to, to get out and all the creators that we know and don't know who were part of this. It's really special. Um, other comics, uh, maybe a little less exciting or less positive. If you if you hear a squeaky sound, that is uh, our our dog Havoc uh, waking up from a nap and deciding to play with a ball. Um, so basically, uh, we kind of do just our little favorites of Marvel, DC and, and other. We kind of lump mm-hmm. all the other publishers. Um, some books we love, some books we did not love. Uh, we'll start with Marvel, as is sometimes a custom. Um, they've had a lot of big events going on, as they tend to do. Civil War Two ended like I thought it would, in the gutter. It did it? Okay, so you mean just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, not what ap- actually happened, but... I mean, we knew Tony was sort of going to... You know, spoilers, of course, throughout. We've always had that kind of idea but they needed an extra issue to wrap it up no, i don't didn't. see how they the only thing i can see is bendis used that for the jam piece he did during because yeah. he always does that he loves the jam piece bringing in different artists to do these little vignettes that kind of tell the possible futures and that's the only thing i think maybe he went oh that'd be cool let's work that in mm-hmm. yeah. um, but we all knew tony was going to be probably taken off the stage in fact the scheduling shifted so we already knew that was what happened by reading several months of issues mm-hmm. um but i was actually surprised the way they did it it wasn't just nope we killed him it's more of the murky ambiguous we don't know why he's, he's not something dead. we're not yeah. sure uh, i know i know no my my big issue is like bendis does a really good job creating characters that look like like me and other people that i know mm-hmm. and so like you know he has a dedication to Miles and now Riri, Riri yeah. and that's yep. really cool. The problem becomes he like you can't just say I'm adding to diversity, but you killed off like one of the seminal black figures in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And and like I said before, he does this thing where he kind of positions him to maybe think about becoming president of of the United States, and then he, they kill him before he even gets in the office or even thinks he can run. Right. And then, and then at the end, because he wanted to fucking bookend it, he gives that same pitch to Carol, and that was that was the day that Bendis really just died in my mind. I was surprised by that, to be yeah. honest. Like because I see what thematically he's doing. Yeah, but and and you know, in some ways, I th- he's always talked about how much he loves Carol, how much he thinks that Captain Marvel should Didn't be love a her enough to role. keep a man alive. <laughs> 
But I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that he's set her up in this way because, and, and in some ways, he's trying to elevate a strong female character in the Marvel universe, which has been by killing the black man. Got I'm it. Not saying it's right, but I mean, that's what his, you know, he's trying to do. No, so. I, I saw, I just, saw what he it's did. It's unfortunate he had to kill. He didn't have like, to. No, he didn't. He, no. right. he didn't. He, he didn't have to. I mean, to be fair, they killed the black guy in Civil War One too. Yes, I know. <laughs> yep. And I just, it's so frustrating. Goliath. Black Goliath. Oh, I forgot. Okay, it's yeah, it's so frustrating oh, because it comes across, it doesn't come across as as thematic. It comes across as hacky. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too super pleased with the way it ended. Now, we've transitioned from that event to the next big Marvel event, although there's several kind of simultaneous. Uh, IVX, or Inhumans versus X-Men. Which I absolutely adore. Fan-freaking-tastic. Are we reading the same book? Really? You guys like it? Yeah. I, I'm not... I'm not hating it. I just don't. Why do you not like it? It's not the art. The art's okay. I think I'm still butthurt by the Inhumans X-Men duality. Like, I don't like that idea at its very core. And the um, Death of X was awful. I cannot stand what they did in Death of X. I think that was... That was the equivalent of what they did in the third X-Men movie when they killed Cyclops off panel. I mean, you've always been a fan of Cyclops, too. No, and admittedly, and I and I knew, I saw the writing on the wall a long time ago when they introduced the young characters, and they weren't going away. Okay, so you're going to start taking off the old people. But they haven't done that to Beast or Iceman or Angel, although Angel's his own special thing. But I mean... And like, Gene was already dead, so heck. Yeah. Which Angel? Right, exactly. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But, like, and Gene was already dead. But no, I just, I hated what they did with Cyclops. I don't buy Emma's motivation. I mean, I guess it kind of works, but I don't like it. I, I just don't. There's something about the whole thing that does not ring true to me, and I don't like that what they're doing with the X-Men. So I think from that perspective, I am going to see everything more harshly and more negatively. So if you guys are enjoying IVX, tell me why. Well, Pat, what do you what do you think? I like it. I'm, I'm enjoying the tie-ins as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, yeah. What was the last one? Was it Extraordinary? Uh, no, Uncanny was the... Extraordinary was the first one. Uncanny, Uncanny with Monet and yes, Uncanny yeah. was the second. One. I was like, oh, there's Rachel Gray. Oh, for actually, a second. no. I'm yeah, because uh, yeah, for a second. So Uncanny and Extraordinary came out the same time because I yeah. remember yeah. But I think because that was the Phantom X one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the psychics. Yeah. Well, all that came out. The the most recent ones were it was IVX two, and Uncanny, and Uncanny was supposed mm-hmm. to be read afterwards yeah. because mm-hmm. of the. The end of IVX two sets up um, Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. I I like it. I think what is making me enjoy it is the fact that I wasn't reading during Schism, and mm. ever since I've gotten back into X Men, it's always been two opposing X factions, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's uh. not my X Men. You know, I don't mind two different teams. I don't mind you know like that kind of thing, but. To have two groups that are like opposed to each other, yeah, it, it, it's it's the whole like, why are we infighting when the rest of the world hates us? Can we, you know, we're allegory for real life, Girl. Girl. but <laughs> like I I I'm enjoying seeing whatever her reasoning is, Emma and Storm and Old Man Logan and like all of them actually finding that common ground. Yeah. And that issue with Storm 
So that was what Extraordinary X Men, mm-hmm. where it was the the dual story. Yes. You had the IVX story, and then you had the girl in the um oh. in the in the tent. That was oh. That the story was great. That art, oh god, yeah, Yeah. like literally acid in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why I was crying by the end. But I, but that that was that was great. Heart wrenching Mm -hmm. that story. Um, So for the first time, I think, and I'm I'm not gonna read the Deadpool tie-ins. I'm not like there are certain ones that I don't read. But out of a twenty-part story, I'm gonna read fifteen or so. And I'm actually, this is one of the ones where I'm actually enjoying, I like the, the main storyline, but I'm actually also enjoying the, the offshoots and the tie-ins mm-hmm. to it as well. BJ? I actually, I really, well, because, like, I've been in and out of X-Men because they, it just got almost too depressing. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, like, I get it. The world hates you, but Jesus, come on. Like, Why does the world hate mutants so much, but they seem to love the Inhumans? It's what does that work? It was that was my thing. It's like it's like you have this other group of people with superpowers that literally have a city. They're hanging out. The the literally the uh, the earth itself seems to just want to make more of them and I'm just sitting there like this is shit. This is just but they're secluded though. Yeah. They seclude themselves. They're not like the X-Men want to be a part of society. Society. They want to be part of humanity. They are they're there and they're they want to coexist. The Inhumans, up until was it Infinity? Yeah, yeah. Well, Secluded the themselves. Bombs, yeah, when when Black Bolt uh, spoke, uh, they 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 live in their little island. They are secluded. They That's make new ones when they want to make new ones. They go through this process, so it's all self-contained. I don't think it's a matter of so much. I mean, they're they're playing it up now for the effect of like oh like nobody really gives a shit about the Inhumans, but now that the it's always been that when you are standing side by side with somebody that is different than you, there's that that hatred there. But when you're secluded, you're your own you're yeah. your own contained unit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If if you're if you're in a it, let's say America closed its borders and we just had all white people here and all Muslims and all blacks and all Hispanics were all separated. They wouldn't give a shit anymore because it, it's not affecting them. But once you start to once you integrate everything, then it becomes a matter of well, I I, I don't know you, I don't know, I don't like you because I don't my understand. Culture, my culture is now exactly. in danger of changing. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. you know, and so they're playing it up now where it's where humanity doesn't really care about the Inhumans, but at that at the point, they haven't had to. They yeah. it's it's always just been whatever. Terragenesis took place. Over in there. in Italian, you know, New Italian, it just it, it was what it was, and now that the uh, the the cloud is roaming the earth, now the you know, Inhumans are being produced everywhere. It's the first, it's that first taste, and they're already hating the mutants because the mutants are getting sick and they're carrying mm-hmm. a disease that they are worried is going to kill them. Yeah. So Again, it, it always, yeah, it's always disease. geared towards yeah. the fear is this always geared towards the mutants. This time it's less AIDS related. Like legacy virus, but it, oh, it's still lazy. Yeah, the, it's it's lazy. <laughs> it's, it's a little lazy. Um, it's so, it sores and pox and all that. And it's pox. it's very lazy. But the mm. the so the thing I like though is that I felt like even amongst I guess this all the all the other books and everything that a lot of other characters are kind of written to just kind of like they're a mutant, whatever. 
They're not going to be here much longer. Mm. Are you sick? Oh, that's terrible for you. And to actually see them all connect together and rise up and literally just kick the shit out of everyone in their way. Like, they have a plan. They still have powers. And some of them mismatch woefully to the Inhumans' powers. And it's they're getting a reminder that, no, we are powerful. So it's one of those empowering things that I really, really love, like, from the first issue right out the gate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. I can see that. See, I've I've always had a soft spot uh, soft spot for the Inhumans. Like, they, I think they're weird and they're yeah. quirky. And, and they're and classic it's form. I really do like them. Yeah. Um, but I've always been an X-Men fan through and through. Mm-hmm. And the problem with X... The problem with the X-Men is that they're always so reactionary mm-hmm. because they just... They really want to, like, we want to, Professor X is is Martin Luther King. Like, he wants us to, you know, non-peaceful, like, you know, non-violent protest, yeah. like, coming together, working through an understanding. But there comes a point where that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Inhumans, even though, like, they're like, we're helping you, we're going to get, like, mutants out of the way of the Terrigen Mist, they cause this issue, and they're really not doing much mm-hmm. to solve the problem because... The end result is they still have terogenesis. The mutants die. They feel bad about it. They put a statue in New Adelan and they keep it moving. And for me, seeing the X-Men finally saying we're not going to be treated this way. We are going to fight tooth and nail. We, we've done the best we could. We tried to work with you. It's not good enough. And now we have to we have to take steps. And that's a chance. Yeah. And that's that's what I really like about IVX is that, you know, for the inhumans, they don't really have a way to I mean, they don't really care anymore because like terogenesis is wild instead of this like controlled uh, ritual that they go through. And so, like, Terrigen is, is sacred to them, but their religion is literally killing people. And they're not going to do anything to stop that. And seeing, you know, these characters that I love saying, we're going to try, we're going to make some difficult choices. You're not going to like us, but we're doing this for survival. Because ultimately, that's what it is. With the Inhumans, it's not necessarily um, an issue about survival. Yeah. It's an issue about, you know, this is our culture these are things that we don't want to change and we're not going to adapt. Right. And they've been saying they've been trying to adapt and they're not really. And so they're being forced to. Does something do some things kind of seem a little off? Like Emma, Emma, I can totally see doing this. Like, you know, everyone rem- everyone forgets that, you know, what did she do when Genosha burned? She went batshit crazy. When people came to her, you know, when the Avengers came to her for help. And she's like, no, like, you let us die. You did nothing. So, like, for me, Emma losing Scott um, and making him a martyr and realizing that if if anyone has to be the villain, it's going to be her. Yeah. Like, that's where her strength lies mm-hmm. because she's never been, like, a true blue hero. Yeah. So, for me, like, is it very action-y? Yes. But it's it's a story that I think is being told well. And it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. That's what, like, I love stories that make you uncomfortable. So, like, this makes me uncomfortable because the X-Men are being really aggressive. And we don't always see that. Mm -hmm. But they're being aggressive because in two and a half weeks, they either ship off the space, which is bullshit because everybody who gets left dies. Right. Or they go to limbo, which is terrible. Yeah, I know, right? So, you know, like... Well, I'm very excited to see how they get through this and how they transition to the relaunch because obviously there's going to be some status quo change with the new books 
and those look really good. So mm-hmm. I do enjoy since he said it. That was one of my favorite meta comments of the entire um, intro to IVX was when it was basically put to them that, well, we either stay here and die or we go live in space. And that was the whole big like rumor yeah. mill was they're shipping the X-Men to space. Yep. And they're like, oh, really? Huh? And we're just going to write that yep. right into yep. the dialogue. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> and we know that th- we know that they're not. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know that the X-Men are going to survive this. Right. We relaunch back to the 90s. Yay. Except for Rachel Gray with her shitty costume. Prestige. <laughs> and her <laughs> shitty code name. Prestige. 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 She a magician now? Yes. Oh. But, I mean, why? so oh, why? other Marvel books uh, that are exciting. I mean, I'm not loving a lot of what I mean. The Champions is fun. Champions is great. I, yeah, like, yeah, I love I Champions. I like that the art's been good. And the Wade is writing young characters well, which isn't always a natural fit. Some older writers have a hard time with mm. that. Thanos book's still doing well? There's yeah. Two There's issues, only been two, but it's but been, that's oh, it's been pretty good. good. It's mm-hmm. interesting, the idea, because, I mean, you, you know what he's, he's, he's ba- dying. He's dying. God cancer. He's got a group out to try to kill him, yeah. to take him out. Well, it's his son. His son and then... Uh, um, and his blood. brother. And his, oh, and and his brother. Yeah. The champion granddaughter. Oh, yeah. Just the time of the movie. Um, Although I love that, um, what is what's the champion's name? Isn't he called champion? Yeah, but there is a he has a name. Yeah. Oh, I can't uh, remember. When yeah. he when he goes to find um, Star Fox, and he's in the brothel, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, come and join." Yeah. Oh, 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 you're not here for that. All right. I do love some Star Fox. He's pretty awesome. Um, the uh, Nova book with Ramon Perez on art mm-hmm. has been excellent. I'm really oh, happy. Okay. With that. I. The first issue, I was worried because there was a whole lot of Sam, yes. and I'm so sick of Sam. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, but I think that they have a good take on their relationship yeah. between the two. Yeah. Issue two was fantastic. Right, right. Issue two is right. what One I was needed. A little shaky, but two was, and there's some art choices that I mean, I love Ramon Perez's art. Anyone who's listened to me for any length of time knows this, but um, I do feel like this is some of the strongest Marvel art because for whatever reason, sometimes when they color him, it just looks weird, and this is. How did Richard Ryder finally escape the cancer verse? They have we don't know. Really said, he's but there's there. there's consequences. Ah, it's not yeah. just he's back, he's fine. There are consequences. He's so got the PTSD from that cancer verse. Kinda a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of funny because the second issue did is kind of like a meta commentary on coming back to comics and seeing all the things that have changed and all the things that are the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of kind of hilarious. Well, You'd really enjoy the second issue. Um, uh, I don't. I'm not keeping up with Spider-Man on any of that stuff. Clone conspiracy know. is all right. Yeah, like it's not the end all be all. Like Dan Slott wanted to write a zombie book. Yeah, and he's writing a zombie outbreak book for Spider-Man, and that's fine. You yeah. do you. Yeah. So the people coming back, all these clones are zombies. That They're from? not. No, they they turn into carrion if they don't take. Because uh, you know how like um. Ben Riley started to decompose, like he his he, dis- so, he disintegrated. Yeah, he yeah, disintegrated. There's like a degra- degradation. Yeah, degradation. Okay. So that's the thing. They found a way that if you take this pill every day, it stops you, uh, stops the cellular uh, degeneration. Okay. And you can stay alive, but if you don't take it, you turn into this like ravenous, infectious sort of like oh. reanimate. Oh, cool. Mm. So. Twist on that, then. Yeah, I mean um, it's it's all right. The Captain America books, both Steve and um, Sam, Sam, both have been really fun because they're very. Nick Spencer's writing both of them. He's doing a lot of political commentary I guess through those that's books. The next big event coming up is Secret Empire or whatever. Yeah, something like yeah. That. I actually really like the Cap as sort of a secret Hydra Hydra agent, even though I know eventually there'll be a big reset button for it. It is kind of fun to see 
the idea that America has been subverted by this ideology, which again, great political commentary. Mm. Um, and there's even like an Ann Coulter sort of look sound alike now it pops up and I'm sure we're going to see some Donald Trumpian kind of analog showing up in oh, the yeah. comics. The Maria Hill's uh, blackmailing of the, the, the tribunal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she's her, her taking shield from a, an organization to an actual shield. Mm hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's been really strong. Um, those are the big Marvel highlights. I'm probably missing something, but DC has also been doing some great books. Superman it's got a new outfit. About. Not yet, but it's coming. It uh, looks not that different. Multiplicity, the Superman Multi book. Yeah, mul yeah. Multiplicity. Multiplicity. It, no, it's it spins out of multiversity, but the story arc is called multiplicity. Oh, I missed that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Superman from a bunch of different worlds, and not just Superman. That's what I had thought, mm -hmm. but it's actually very much a continuation to the Justice League Incarnate from multiversity. Yes. Which uh, Grant Morrison's big DC multiverse thing. Uh, so that's really cool to see them playing with those characters, even if one of them may may or may not have been dealt with. Captain yeah. Carrot. Captain Carrot. But I I think that came out of left field yeah. and like superman hasn't been bad no but they've done a lot of like him and his son sort of stuff and like that was interesting to a point but then i felt like they kept kind of like spinning their wheels um however i really dug that the big sleeper hit though is justice league versus suicide squad is it it's it's a weekly series i didn't think i would like it because i could give a flying fuck about the suicide squad basically but it's a blast yeah. it's it's the suicide squad no, it's the it's the Justice League finding out that the Suicide Squad exists. Batman says, "Hey, Amanda Waller's been doing this. This is government sanc sanction. It's off the books, and the Justice League isn't having it because these are people who have killed their loved ones, attacked them mm -hmm. like viciously, really put the world in jeopardy." And they're like, "No, this isn't going to stand." So they go. They have their first big battle. Mm -hmm. um, it's it was fun to see the Justice League go against the Suicide Squad. And then not necessarily be taken out, but still have issues to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and then Max Lord shows up for the first time in the New 52 oh, yeah. because he's been dead since Infinite Crisis. Mm -hmm. um, the only person who remembers him is Superman because he was part of the pre-Flashpoint universe. Yep. It's a lot of fun. The fourth issue uh, introduced um, this thing that Waller's been hiding. Um Along with her first justice, uh, her first suicide squad mm -hmm. with Lobo and Emerald Empress and like oh, all wow. that sort of stuff. Oh. And what she's been hiding is so super cool because it totally hits like me in a special sort of place with like a part of DC that doesn't get a lot of a lot of love. So, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So definitely all pick right. it up I'll from your local comic shop. Everybody's out of stock. Issue one's coming back in the print. Wednesday. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in other publisher news, I mean, there's a lot of good books always coming out from other publishers. My favorite recently is Reborn from Image, Mark Miller and Greg Capullo. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I it's 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 Mark Miller, so you know he's gonna the other shoe is gonna drop, right. and I want to know what it is because now I'm kind of getting bored. What even though the world is interesting, it's not interesting enough. It's so it's about heaven. If you basically go into like a fantasy world, like it's not and, and may or may not be actually happening or may or may not be in the minutes like after a stroke from this one woman. Mm -hmm. But she's an older woman. She's reborn in this world as like a warrior princess. And she sees her father and she sees some of her loved ones, but not all of her loved ones. And so then there's a the question of where did the other loved ones end up? 
Um, I'm still weird. The whole thing about can you die there or not? It looks like you can. It looks like you can. Yeah, so that's kind of weird, and I was confused by that at some points. But um, but Greg Capullo coming off of Batman, this is his big fantasy crazy book and it's it's very very pretty yeah it's not it's not poorly done at all yeah. i like it it's just but yeah i know what you're saying like what's that next thing mm-hmm. um i don't know there's a lot of a lot of image books what's your favorite that's come out recently that you can think of oh god bj what have you got from the uh i'm not there's no real indie no. books that i'm really i'm reading right image now. boom none of those uh, uh i'm still yeah. on power rangers okay and that's that, been fun that's been actually a lot of fun um I lo- I love the fact that every, uh, like they all lose their powers except for the Green Ranger and so they literally borrow his powers. They tap into the morphing grid. Yep, and oh. they all they so they're all they all look like the Green Ranger. Oh, I mm. saw the cover for that. I, I like, like that one. Yeah, well. I I would say that I think my favorite book is and it's Dark Horse Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. Yes, gorgeous, dark and creepy, Golden Age Justice League gone wrong. And the annual comes out this week. I'm excited to read it. Uh, something's gonna explode, and it's gonna be vicious. And I'm I'm so excited for it. Awesome. Well, if you have any favorite comics you want to recommend to us, please feel free to message us on social media. As we mentioned, we are in our show as we always do with our one ups for the week. I am not gonna start, so I'm gonna let BJ start. Oh, okay. Um, I recently started testosterone. Um, is that a book? No, <laughs> no. The, the new Chuck Palahniuk, the actual hey, chemical. And BJ, I, what will you become? <laughs> yeah. So my my doctor, I will always love this because my doctor looked at the computer screen with my chart on it, looked at me, then looked at the computer computer again like it was broken, then looked at me like I should be dead, and then proceeded to ask me if I watched uh, Agents of Shield, and then and I was like, oh yeah, I watched it. He goes, what will you become? So it because you have to go on testosterone. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so I'm undergoing teragenesis. Um, and so far, it's actually been pretty nice. It's like uh, I have a lot more energy. Uh, I can focus a lot better. You can rip phone books in half. Not yet. Um, Circa '90s power team. Oh. oh. And I haven't experienced any of the negative side effects. So, yeah. Good. Here's here's 2017. No, no rage moments yet. No, none yet. Okay. None yet. But the week is young. Mm-hmm. And I today was my Monday at work. Oh, boy. So watch out. Uh, I went and started playing, actually, like, going through and playing the PC release of Doom from this past year. And that's really, really fun. It is high-octane, fast-paced, super violent, easy to play. They don't put a lot of thought into the story. It's just you're a guy with a gun. Here's a bunch of monsters you got to kill. You get points. You get health like if you kill them with a melee attack, you get health back. But then if you use a chainsaw, you get ammo. So it, they found ways. Bethesda owns ID now. Oh, oh it's the Beth- Bethesda Doom. Yeah. Oh, the newest yeah. one. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's really cool, and and they've done a lot of love to make a, the tribute to the original '90s original uh, Doom, like yeah. little secret levels. This is also, though, a sad point. Uh, the first game I've played on my PC that actually is starting to do like the frame rate stutter oh, no. and then the texture popping. Oh, or, and no. it, it's the worst. The NVIDIA experience is like, we can't even optimize this game for you because you don't have a powerful enough graphics card. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. But yeah, love Doom. Oral. Um, I am still hung up on Yuri on Ice, which like, I still keep going through Tumblr and getting all the gifts. And like I just it's it's the end all be all of like romantic comedies. 
and also my love of ice skating merged together. Who knew? It is just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> and I've been listening to the soundtrack, specifically uh-huh. the um, the catchy theme song, because I've been running. And when I can't, like, I literally just want to drop dead and die. That's your boost it's of energy. Like, Can you feel my heartbeat? Tired of feeling like I'm never enough. I close my eyes and tell myself that my dreams will come true. Aww. There is no more darkness when you believe. I'm calm down. That's lovely. How, how many episodes is the series? It's only like. 12 okay and, and it's, it's up just, on hulu or somewhere uh or? if you have Crunchyroll, it's on oh, Crunchyroll. Crunchy okay uh so i would suggest it uh, literally is my favorite thing of 2016 and it's still giving me life in 2017 it's yuri on ice and i got a little bug i got oh, a little bug i take adorable. shots out of it that's lovely <laughs> jared I am waiting with bated breath for the Beauty and the Beast release. Oh, yeah? That was, I think, the film that shaped me as a child. Wow. Uh, oh. Even more so than The Dark Crystal. So, <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> it does look really pretty. I'm very yeah. excited about it, too. Yeah. Emma Watson looks gorgeous because they just released her in a yellow dress. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, she does. I'm yeah, sorry. She looks nothing like that. Amazingly accurate doll Justin, that they put out. Justin Bieber doll. <laughs> oh my God, the Aww. giant forehead. Oh Lord, she looks like Helena Bone Carter from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> it did, sad. yeah. <laughs> Is it but, worse than PS1 Hagrid? Sort of. I think equally as bad and awful. If you've never looked up PS1 Hagrid, please do so right now. It's, it's a sight to behold. Pat, what's giving you life? Uh, Agents of Shield came back. Oh yeah, we watched winter that. Break. The LMD storyline. LMD yeah. just kept on yelling out "Life Model Decoy" the entire episode. <laughs> it was fun. Um, Talking about some hard lefts. She's <laughs> a robot. I know because it was like, oh, all right, well, it's doing this. And then it gets to you like, oh, wait, oh, oh, I guess it's not doing that. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, we're gonna do this then. Oh, okay, it um, it's venturing into territory that's a lot more fun. And I think a bit more overall entertaining than it had been in the past. I think it's finally, we say this a lot of times, and for our S.H.I.E.L.D. fans out there, you appreciate it. For those of you that don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. We've gone through this argument enough times. Um, It really has found a groove and a niche. And I think moving it to 10 o'clock and being able to be a little bit darker, uh, the Ghost Rider storyline, I think, was done really well yeah yeah the, yeah. the, the graphics for it like everything just it it for didn't the feel they hokey. had yeah oh yeah and it, they did the dark hole they didn't yeah kind of kind of like find a surrogate way to do it they did like the dark hole from the midnight suns books in the 90s when uh when, straight out of comic land yep. when ada was doing the the whole thing she's like <laughs> she's making her portal <laughs> do a little doctor oh, yeah. strange and action the, there the best part was when because you, you're seeing it from uh from the upside down and and then they showed her from like regular reality, and they just and everybody's like, uh, "What is she doing?" She's it's doing just, nothing. She's yeah, just it's doing just nothing. moving her arms yeah, around. She's raving. She's doing this thing. It's just, you know. <laughs> but uh, overall, um, so far the season I think has been my favorite, and I'm excited to see how uh, life model decoy ends. I am back in love with Ghost in the Shell. Not that I ever stopped loving Ghost in the Shell, but I have been watching. The newer series, Arise, rewatching it because I watched it once. And then Jeff and Melody got me the movie, which I guess sort of finished this, that, that series of animes. Um, 
I'm also doing this in part because it's leading up to the new movie, which, of course, a lot of people are of mixed opinion about what they've seen so far. But when the trailer came out in December, I think, the first full, full trailer, I certainly enjoyed what I saw, and I'm very excited to see what happens. And uh, I think they're doing a theatrical release of the original movie. Yep, coming up. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool, and I love. Well, I rewatch that every now and again too. Yeah, I can't. That's on Hulu. I can't see Ghost in the Shell. I already portrayed the cause by watching Doctor Strange. That oh, was my one. All right. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Uh, although I'm having all these 2016 flashbacks with you today, <laughs> maybe maybe it's sitting back and, and doing the best of in our in our episode and having to hear like all of these com- conversations. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like it feels like you are having a 2016 recap episode right just now. in your commentary. Mm-hmm. I will say, if you also want to be entertained and read about some fun controversy, read the email exchanges between Margaret Cho and um, what's Tilda Swinton. Because, I mean, they both have very valid points, and Tilda Swinton's is very sympathetic and empathetic with the situation. And it kind of sets the record straight with some of the things that, I guess, both people had said, independent of the actual text uh, of their conversation. So it's really interesting to see that there were these two people trying to work through this problem. And, you know, it was, it was interesting. So anyway, Ghost to Shell is very exciting. I'm, I'm very happy to see the major. Um, and I'm just, God, a standalone complex is so good. Arise is pretty good. Like I, I heard a lot of mixed things about it, but going back and rewatching just standalone complex, oh, so so good. Anyway, so again, Flame On Show, all the social media outlets, flameonshow.com is our our webpage. You can find all of our info there. Questions at Flame On Show, please send us any and all questions, written or audio or video if you want. I don't know what we'll do with it, but we'll definitely take written and audio and incorporate them to a future show. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back in two weeks with more awesome gay geeky stuff. So uh I guess that's it. We'll leave an ambiguous ending because for 2017, we're going to throw it to you guys and see how we should end our show. We've had lots of discussion about the whole flame off sign off. Good. So we're going <laughs> to throw it to you guys. Yeah, what do you want go to, to our <laughs> Go to our Facebook page. Send us a message. Tell us what you think. We're going to we're going to put up a poll. We're going to get some uh, some responses and then we're going to let you guys decide. And if it's. Bodie McBoderson. Or fuck Donald Trump. That's okay. We can do that. So I'm we'll fine put, with that. We'll put the, up a poll and we'll see what you guys think. The poll said to. Yeah, I mean, it's out of our hands at this point. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if it was like a radio show ending for like a to-be-continued episode. And it's just like, Brian, no, not the knife. And all, then all great ideas. <laughs> Brian, What's no, gonna win? not the knife. What's going to win? I What's like gonna that win? one. We're going to have some fun new stuff in, the, in 2017. A revamped website. Some of you may get to see what BJ looks like. We'll see what happens. You won't be able to get clean after after seeing oh. me. You can try bleach, but it, uh, it won't work. So uh. much a rooster, but more of a phoenix year. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. All right. Cack. Bye. Later. Cack. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.